Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, the word is out. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know from masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 732, 3 Hey, there you go. Come on, that's what they should have called it. Oh, I should, right. Yeah, no. They should have went on. all fast and furious yeah, Right, right. Threed. <laughs> they had an opportunity. Bad boys, wasted. Bad boys for life. It's like, but you know, this is the third one, right? Oh, yeah. Like, so wasted, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I guess let's uh, go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, although everybody's via the magic of ZoomTube, <laughs> it's uh, Colby Mack. Hey, Colby, how's it going? Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Colby Mack, and I'm finally back after way too long hiatus on oh, Real Spoilers. <laughs> it's been a while. Man, that energy, though, is just electric. Good to see you. It is. It is. I don't believe that we can ring in spring without Colby being on the mic with y'all. Think about it. Think I like, like it. Well, That's a good. Yeah. Right. It's. it's it, this is typically around. Even it's a year or two apart. But like yeah. this. This is. This is what we feel like. I'm, I'm coming not, in to help you guys clean up the pod. Right? He's like the groundhog <laughs> if he sees the shadow. But if Colby Mack comes in the pod, the good weather is coming our way. Good weather. So is six coming more our weeks way. of podcasting. That's right. Oh, there at least yeah. six yeah. more decades of podcasting. All right. <laughs> well, let's, well, we're I mean, still Tom doing this in si- around. But yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, we might still be here. <laughs> yeah, you got an outside you got, chance, but not. When yeah. you get to show 1,000, you'll see what that's like. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna change it's, the world. I gotta tell you, it's close. So before. Before we dig in, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe uh, leave us a review. That's always helpful. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, the group we call the League of Show Shares because we're hoping you will share an episode with your friends in your social media feed. It's the easiest cheapest thing you can do to help the show uh, people who were kind enough to share an episode last week include phil timon chris valls 
Travis Tewitt, Tammy Lynn Powers Betts, Ralph Tribble. Uh, by the way, congratulations. He got engaged. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, Gabriel Lugo, Julianne Jordan, Chris Magic Man, Josh Rosen, Christopher Rex, Heather Sachs, Edit Photo Gamer, Spoiler Piece Theater, Matt Naglia, Invasion of the Remake, James Install, Ronnie Castle, David Rojas, In Session Film, Feel and Film, Dissect That Film, Nostalgia Cast, Colby Mack, Skirting the hey, Brad Hyen the Brad rule. rule has yeah. been averted. Yeah. Well, yeah. Until next week. <laughs> yeah. Binge Movies, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd Podcast, and geek to me Radio. So thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. Finally, don't forget, we have... A Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get uh, all sorts of bonus content, and we like you extra. And we can say that yesterday, Kevin was kind enough to join us as a special guest on his own show's Patreon. We have finished the Christmas horror movies have been done. It was nice of Matt Basler to allow him to do that. It was. It was a difficult conversation I had to have with Matt, but we got him. We got him there. It was fine. I did ask. I said, I said, now, I mean, I know it's up to Matt, but, (laughs) but we recorded Black Christmas. We we touched on pretty much all three of them. The less said about the 2019 version, the better. Uh, We did touch on the 2006 and the 1974, one of the main focus, but Christmas horror is over in March. Just in time. For well, there's still St. two Patrick's more Day. episodes. They're done I guess that's true. But they're, they're, yeah, join right, the right. Patreon, <laughs> and the last two episodes will drop, and then we'll move to apparently non-holiday horror movies next. Maybe we'll see. Do they yeah, have we'll those? figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they have a couple. Okay, feels like they don't. <laughs> <laughs> also, real quick, don't forget we have a YouTube channel, so you can find these episodes on YouTube as well. So you can stare into our deep blue eyes hey do any of us have blue eyes no i don't i do oh okay i definitely don't (laughs) 195 subscribers we're so close to 200 if you guys can bump us over the line shipping away shipping we get our we can get a vanity url right yeah well apparently our apparently we're youtube.com slash with the new system they made us type at real spoilers that's what a stupid vanity url yeah that's dumb i'm I'm gonna check it real quick We'll I'm glad we got the clip out in under yeah, the wire. You cannot go to YouTube.com slash real spoilers. It has to be at real spoilers. So, That's I mean, lame. that makes it so hard to people to like. It just makes me feel like I'm generating an email. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, do you spell at or do you use the symbol? Yeah, the at sign. The at sign. But, I mean, That's if people dumb. are thinking, let's go to YouTube.com slash. No, it's literally you have to do at real spoilers. You'd think that they'd be like, okay, we get it. If you don't put the at symbol, it's right. a username. But, nope. That's Lame. remarkably stupid. Yeah, yeah. So, that must yeah. be reserved for the other real spoilers. That's why <laughs> like the real, yeah, right, the real right. spoilers. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real. Spoilers. And all I can think is like it's YouTube. These are the same people that thought that they could come up with YouTube Red, and it would not be at all confused with Red Tube. Right? <laughs> right. Like, like <laughs> no. I here's how I envision that meeting going. Hey guys, thanks for coming today. We're gonna unveil the new name of our YouTube paid platform. <laughs> It's called YouTube Red. And then immediately, like, mm-hmm. all the men in the room are like, but get, oh, I don't, you know what? I, say, I, mean, I never don't want to say that just, out loud. Yeah. I, but I, I'm just going to hold my tongue. <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, here's your wrestling, refer- wrestling corner for oh, today. Boy. There was a tag. Ding, ding. A, a, thank you. <laughs> uh, just recently, there were two wrestlers that uh, formed a tag team. And uh, oh boy. are we still talking about too? porn? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, we're gonna get there. Okay. They they 
it's unbelievable. They named they nobody saw the name when they said it on TV. They were called the Banger Bros, and <laughs> and it got on TV, and everybody watching it are, are just like, that's a joke, right? Like they're not actually going to be called that. Their name was on the graphic. They had a logo. It was they everything. Just, they just really With, like club music. That's exactly it. And then within a week, maybe two weeks, that name was gone. Uh, immediately, that was no longer the name of the tag team. Well, probably because <laughs> there's a porn site that was like, hey, that's our name. <laughs> also probably true. So it's kind of the way that I think PBR sued John Cena over a logo. They're like, um, oh, wow. that's our logo. What are you doing? He's like, well, uh, okay. You can have it back, I guess. PBR. So <laughs> this kind movie. of them. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we always love to take a little detour for porn. So we <laughs> <laughs> say wrestling corner, but we both know nobody likes there's, that. There's always time for porn. That's right. So uh, Creed, Creed. Three. Man. So when? So okay. In is Rocky three where they go full superhero, or is that four? Like, is Rocky Three still kind of like a drama with boxing I, in it, so or is it... Here's how I kind of look at it. Rocky One is an art house movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yes. I mean, it's very 70s cinema, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Rocky Two is basically a remake of Rocky One, <laughs> but more is like a mainstream film. And, and it's got a Hollywood win. sheen to it. Yeah, and they let them win, right? Yeah. Like, the first one, you know, because, like, that's what made the first one an art house movie, I think, is that they don't, it's a, it's a moral victory, right? Sure. And then three is, like, full Hollywood sheen, borderline Saturday morning cartoon. Okay. And okay. Yeah, because you've got Mr. T doing the whole thing. Yeah, and then four is superhero. Yes. Yeah. And then five is dog. <laughs> except, well, except for the end. Except for that last fight. That's right. I've that always last, said that's right. Rocky Five is the Godfather Three pre-coda cut. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and like that last fight is great. But yes. to get to that last fight is a slog. It's and a slog. Then, yeah. And then six, it, they kind of go back to their art house roots. And, and, that, then, and then we go. And, we and then you move Creed. into Creed, and, which Creed One is definitely art house. I was just yeah. going to say. So I just rewatched all of them, and Creed One feels a lot like Rocky One. It does. Is, they, yeah. is he coming off? So. Is he coming off Fruitville Station, or is he coming off Black Panther? The director and the actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Fruitville Station is yeah. what he's coming off of. But they haven't right? gone to Black Panther yet, right? Black Panther's well, Fruitville, 2018. Fruitville Station is pretty early, too, though. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. 2015, so you're three years before Black Panther, yeah. Okay, okay. I just think there is there is something about those two dudes, we're talking about Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan, that they've got that synergy like they're they're all they're in sync with each other and i think that when they are working together because those first two creed movies the second one does kind of start to veer into later rocky territory he didn't direct the second one either though but he wrote it right story by the screenplay oh, okay. apparently was still by rock yeah, oh, well, was that he right? has a co-writing credit. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, he got the story for Creed. But yeah, he he's just a producer because I guess he you know he made the first one. But no, okay. he was I think working on Black Panther. And oh, that makes had sense. To, had to hand it off. I think this movie's fantastic. I had a I, great time I with this loved movie. This movie, loved but it, it does have a completely different feel. I I liked this movie. I did not love it as much as the first two. 
I think that's fair. See, yeah. the second one I did not like, and going back and watching it as a part of the trilogy, I didn't mind it as much, but I remember talking about it on the podcast, and after I loved the first one, I mean, just absolutely loved the first one, and, and watching it again, I'm like, this first one is amazing. I, this is so good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I just, the second one seemed like kind of a fall from that, and it did feel like it was going a little bit too too cartoony or something. I don't know what it was, but at the time I didn't really care for it. And this one to me was a return to that kind of like what the first one was doing. I, I loved the backstory. I thought it was very yeah. clever the way yep. that they went back and like kind of, I don't know if you'd say retcon things, but they gave him this whole backstory and introduced a whole character that never even came up. Well, but I think they tied it into why he was, you know, in the home in the first one and everything. And there's a good, there's, they give a good reason for why he hasn't been brought up, right? Like, yeah, was, yeah. you know, the reveal um, was, it was compelling and you're waiting for that reveal. And I finally, th- you know, I think the problem I had with this movie is I don't feel like they, this is going to sound crazy, I think, for some people. <laughs> I don't feel like they made Jonathan Major's character scary enough. Oh, like, okay. Really? Okay. Like, so that's like, I'm it, 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 from an in the ring standpoint, uh, right? That's, oh. We see him as a kid and obviously he is a next level badass, it's but a killer, he's, yeah. he's been in jail for 18 years and and we never really establish that he's like like in Rocky 3, like you know Clubber Lang is a next-level threat that, yes. on paper, there's no way Rocky should beat this guy, right? Right, right. And he's and, – and even Rocky's scared of him. Like, I, I never got that sort of vibe from this movie. I never got that Creed was fully huh. scared of this guy. I never got that this guy was, like, was maybe going to kill him. And I, I think we needed – and some some – maybe some footage of him like still fighting in prison to show that like he had really been staying up on things or another fight where he like i I know we get the fight with felix Felix. i was gonna say that fight with felix told me everything i needed to know this guy is gonna kill you if he has the chance but see i don't think and again you should have knocked him out in the first round yeah it it should have been like one two done and also like i don't think Felix looked all that threatening. <laughs> here's, here's the problem that they run into, he, right? Felix was the world heavyweight <laughs> champion. That didn't when, work. Yeah. When Jonathan Major, because we don't see him without, like he's they deliberately. The, you don't see yes. his shirt off until he finally gets into the real ring, which I thought was was smart. Like right. I he's thought, supposed to be several years removed and retired. Right, right. And you th- you think he's gonna look like you know a little bit out of shape? Doughy. But this dude, yeah. this dude, not goes, the case. <laughs> this dude goes to his agent and goes, "Okay, I'm gonna get in this ridiculous shape. You are gonna give me at least three movies where I can show this off. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be a bodybuilding model. I am gonna be a boxer. He, I'm gonna to, be a yeah. villain. Like to I'm me, gonna pull a plane. Yeah, yeah, right. He gives to me a next level performance in this movie. And this, yeah. this is what I wanted in Quantumania. He was way more threatening he, of a villain. I than don't Quantumania. disagree. He, I uh, think, even though I'm, I, I feel like yeah. they didn't set him up to be threatening enough. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is yeah. this is the best he's a Kane Marvel variant. villain. Yeah. yeah. This, it, how on earth does he is he a better villain this in a is, boxing movie than an MCU movie? I, I do don't love that. that. I do love that Jonathan that this that the Damien could be a variant of Kang. I think that's kind of fantastic. I mean, they could actually that's spin that good. in there in Earth 6-1 whatever. And yeah, they right, right. Could, in the they could make of the it happen. Case, they should have <laughs> yeah, shown. They, they should have had Damien. They should have figured it out. But no, but I, 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 I get what you mean, though, Tom. Like He's not the classic villain that 
we've been taught to interpret in these type of films. And, and I contend. So I've only seen Rocky 1, 2, 4, and that's it. I, I skipped 3 completely. I don't know where I was at oh, when 3 you came watch. out. But you like, watch I didn't that, watch it. But remember, the, there before when the, there was there was still like a little bit of apprehensiveness with regards to do we continue the Greed franchise past two? And sure. remember, the original storyline is that whoever the antagonist to uh, to Adonis Creed was going to be was going to be like, oh, is this going to be the son of Clover Lake? So I remember right. hearing that, and I'm glad that they scrapped that all together. And I think that the insertion of Diamond Damian Anderson, which is a great name, really does work. He's a different type of antagonist. I contend that in the first Rocky, the antagonist wasn't supposed to be Apollo Creed. Rocky is trying to push past and beat himself. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, sure. And, like, sure. that's what makes those those movies work. And, of course, yes, when you get to four, like I said, it turns full on superhero, Fast and Furious, and then you have, like, you know, the more pronounced villains and things of that nature. In the first Creed film, Creed is his is his biggest adversary. He has to be able to push past that. And you have the name, have right? Out yeah, of the you shadow. Know? Exactly. And I thought that this was good. And I'll say this. If anything, what I got in this film is that Damien is a much more cunning adversary. Even though he's Agreed. been locked up for yes. more than half his life, the biggest thing, and, and, and I've heard people say this, is that there is a fear that he would either make a move or do something violent or like externally aggressive towards Bianca or their kid. Well, Everything they, he did was engineered, which make it much yeah. more calculating and menacing, in my opinion. Is he yeah, is a, like I, a Machiavellian villain in this movie i love and i would say you you say colby even though he was locked up for half his life and i would say because he was locked up for half his life it's a lot of time to orchestrate your return he plays this character two different ways and both i think he is brilliant so we've got the first half of the movie is he is you know he gets out of jail and he is uh very humble with with adonis and he's kind of meek He's yeah, kind he's of like, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. Like, I appreciate you doing that. Like, where I'm yeah. like, what is this? Because I didn't watch the trailers, but I know they're going to fight at some point. And I'm like, how is this? This guy seems too nice. Like, when and even uh, even when even when they bring when Duke is like, hey man, this is a bad idea. Like, and and you can you know that Duke, I I don't want to call him Duke Junior, but that that's what they keep calling it's his name. Him. Yeah, right. Duke. Um, he he even he knows he sees it. He's like, this is not okay. And you can even oh, let it go little a little Duke. bit. Little Duke. Oh, Little Duke. Yeah. When that feels worse than Duke Junior. I thought so too. Call him. I'm just gonna call him Duke. <laughs> when we see Damien in the ring with Felix for the first time, there are moments where he's throwing punches that are vicious punches, and he's doing them on purpose. And you can think, okay, he's angry. Right, he's yeah. been locked up for eighteen years. He's angry, so he's, this is an outlet for that anger, and you can excuse that. But then we get the reveal of that this has been a plan and a plot the entire time. You're like, well, oh. I didn't even look at it as anger as much as it was like he he was like, this is my chance to prove how tough I am. Like I have to yeah. make or to mo- put on a show in front of Adonis to be like, yeah. when the plan comes to fruition, he's like, hey man, this guy can. Yeah, you know, we, but if he go. wants a shot, he's got to prove he's ready. He doesn't like, and he says it point blank. He doesn't have time, right? right. He's Correct. he's yeah. early thir- early to mid thirties. Um, I guess I he's got I think he's got some. Time. Yeah, so that's the part that's so, professional. Not the yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so the flashback took place in two thousand two, and I can't necessarily say that. Hey, are we matched up after that flashback? Are we now in twenty twenty three when this film is being released? And we're just assuming that it's been twenty something years because that would put Creed. At like closer to forty. I mean, he's thirty six yeah. in real life, but he but he you know, has right. So he's been fighting. Yeah. He has like a 
15 and one record or something. I mean, he's been fighting. He's been the champ for a long time. So, you know, there is a big time jump that takes place. These guys are older now and Creed isn't going to retire in his prime. I mean, he's retired. He's yeah. done with boxing. And it so. makes Which sense as to why, because he saw his dad die in the ring, you know? Yeah. Right. Or at least boxers you know, don't have an old timers day. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> but I also think I also well, think that that's for George kind of, Foreman. Yeah, true. That's fair. Yeah, Sugar Sugar Ray Leonard. He's still bopping around on there. Mike He's not Tyson. Fighting. Mike Tyson. Days, which is yeah, crazy. Mike, that's one guy. Even when they're just like, this is just a sparring match. No, it's not. Not uh, for no, him. Thank you. No, I'm not getting that. that. Mike Tyson, you're out your damn mind. But no. think about uh, it. Like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson lost so many years in and out of jail. Sure. You know, in and out of like drug abuse. So like, I mean, think about it. If he really took care of his body, took care of his mind, how many more fights and opportunities to be able to really legitimize this? I mean, I still think that he's a top 10 boxer of all time. Sure. But it's just like, he probably thinks about like, man, what I've missed. So having that be the catalyst for what propels Dan Damien and like re like really seeing it. I mean, like I said, Kevin, you didn't get a chance to see the trailer. The trailer was painting something very different. It, it was. was setting us up that something happened in a sparring match against Chavez, and that oh. was like, yo, yeah. So like that's what it was really selling okay. to us. So it is interesting how trailers try to manipulate the expectations of an audience, and I thought it worked really, really well uh, that we got something different. Because if you think about it, even though this is the third film, it plays a lot like the first film in that, all right, why did Rocky get a shot? And then that's exactly what Damien says, you know, like this kind of happened, like what your dad is. He was so calculated. He said, yo, I know the soft spot that you have for me. Obviously, he, you, he knows that you have the guilt. That's why you pretended all this stuff didn't happen. And I think it, it made sense. There probably was, this is the shortest film out of all the Creed films. And I think there was a little bit of an opportunity to be able to sell that more in the second act. It's like, let's really, let, I want to see more of the promoter, Donnie, not Don King, um, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much sell the fact that, hey, listen, I've lost my, pri you know, my, my prize fighters, you know, best chance with Drago in this super big match. I really need to figure out a way to just not just say out loud, I'm going to go in and get this guy. Like, no, let me really sell it. Let me work it. Give me another little montage where I can sit here and say, Damien's a guy that had it all and lost it. I, you know, I think that they did as best of a job as they could coming up yeah. with a reason. That being said, I have a very hard time believing he would ever have a title shot. But so, okay, so here's the thing, though, is if but you're forgetting the fact of how crooked boxing is. Thank you. Yeah. Also <laughs> yeah. true. It, there's no rule. There's no rules and system to like. To yeah. There's but but they even it, say. I mean, I think when when Donnie's talking to Felix and his mom, he's like, "Look, we've got the next guy in line is still recovering from his last fight." We've got mm -hmm. this guy here who's not ready to go. I've got a guy. We've got this date. We've got all this money on the line. We've got a no-name guy. And even I think even Donnie <sighs> thinks this is going to be a cakewalk for you. Like, this guy is an unproven boxer. You're going to put out there, put on a show, do your job, which is uh, what Donnie yeah. says. And we're going to walk away with I this like, money. I like and they, it. It they will, make me hate it. But. They will do this in boxing. They, oh. will, they will take fighters who... Tuners. Yeah, who are good, but not quite good enough. And you, you want a guy that's good enough to give a good fight, but not good enough to win. Right. And so there and was they'll, a do, they'll do it to pad the records. And there's a really good episode of This American Life about this. And they actually, there's a short-lived Showtime TV show based on This American Life. And I think it's available on either Prime or Hulu. And the first episode follows one of these boxers and... He they picked him for a Showtime fight against this guy, and he was supposed to. I mean, it was not rigged. Like, let me make this clear: they're not rigging the fights, but they're you know. Remember that there's a line from is it 
Rocky Two, where Mickey's like, "They was handpicked." Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> this guy, whoops, wins. And oh wait, no, you're, it was an MMA fight. No, no, no. This is boxing. Oh, this okay. Is boxing for sure. And this guy wins. And and now he's what do we do? He's elevated because <laughs> yeah. now he's got a, a, mm-hmm. a belt or a ranking that he didn't have before. And so it, it, things like this do happen, especially you know you they didn't they never said this, but the other advantage to having Felix fight Dame J- Dame. There we go. Is that they get to keep all the money. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it's they're they're not picking someone from outside of their their Gosh. boxing gym, yeah. and so they they own both. It's like it, it's like you're going thing. to the Super Bowl and you own both the teams. But, yeah, but, you're gonna but, get your good. There's so much betting that happens. These guys are from the same gym. I don't get how they can even do that. That's, I think that I happens mean, a lot, especially with the promotions. Like, yeah, yeah like because there's no there's no organized governing body with with, right. with boxing. You but just have the could, safety. Like, they could commission. seriously. I mean, uh-huh. but if you're if yeah. you work for the same company, <laughs> yeah, one guy can look take at a look fall at, and they look at Jake. Look at look at Jake Paul. Dollars. Jake Paul is a prime example. He doesn't fight people in the same gym. He fights people, other people from outside. You think well, all he's those fighting fights? them outside, but he controls how the money is distributed. Yeah. You know, so it's like if we're like win or lose, you're, that's the thing. Win or lose, you already know like what you're going to get. But that's right. different it, it, knowing what the purse is. I'm just saying that they pick these guys train together. He's his sparring mate. Oh, now there's going to be a heavyweight world title and there's all these people in Vegas putting odds on it. You know, it's like that's crazy to me I that mean, they would let that happen. But to, to Tom's point, there was a, a there was, I think CBS was trying to get into the MMA game and they had they brought in Kimbo Slice, who at the time was like the internet sensation yeah. and all this other stuff and they picked a guy who were just like eh, you know what he's gonna walk right through him and then this guy seth i mean i should remember this guy's name myers came out not seth myers yeah seth this myers. guy came this guy came out and knocked out kimbo slice all it takes like is the, one hit right in the I first mean, round yeah. and the, you could tell the guys at cbs were like uh that was okay well we're just gonna go with this this is on live tv <laughs> we're just gonna run with yeah. it um, i think the other i think the uh, the the problem that the Creed movies are having as they progress is just that boxing just doesn't matter. That is the I, there is the a boxing way. is a fallow period. The only the only people that get any sort of attention are those two jerk off brothers. But it's the it's it's coming back the now bang, because of the YouTube the banger brothers no the the, the banger bros. Yep, that's yeah. what but, it is. But YouTube yeah. is revitalizing boxing. It's all the yeah. YouTubers doing it, and I think that's what I mean. If you look, Michael Buffer was in the first two creeds. He's not anymore. Now they're at Crypto Arena with whatever that FZS whatever yeah. that thing is in the I middle. I don't know who this guy is with the but, gray dreads, and he kind of <laughs> sounds like a buffer. Like, is there a cousin buffer no, that we because, don't know about? There is another think, buffer, but he's with the UFC. Yeah, but this oh, is the gotcha. new. But this is like the new what boxing yeah. is. So it's interesting that it's been revitalized in a way to where it's starting to matter, but it's to a younger crowd, and, and it's just different. Are you talking about the ring announcer guy? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's two. There's You get two that are both like desperately in search of their own catchphrase. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fight night. Man, it sure was on time, though, from Crypto Arena. So, yeah. yeah so the, but the, the, the Dane, the, the Dane, Damien... Uh, Creed fight is in L.A. Stadium. Yeah, it's like a that's, Dodger that's Stadium. What, yeah, a Dodger yeah, Stadium. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where the Dodgers play. Which I thought was, if that was filmed live, 
I also don't think they could fill a stadium. That's CG background. That's CG. If anything, like, they're both Marvel guys. They say, hey, Kevin, can we borrow that dome? (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Because even when you get to that point and you have this very surrealist anime-inspired fight, like, there's no need for people, right? All all those people. There's only 25 people there. And then they just duplicate them. You You can tell when they're coming down the the aisle, it's the people are there next to them. And then everything else is just... But it looks good. You can't... I mean, you only know because you know. It's not like it... I also don't it think a boxing bad. match could sell out Dodger Stadium. No. I think really? the right boxing match like, could yeah, sell out couldn't. Dodger Stadium. You think a so? Big? So, I mean, it's not a football stadium. What? You're talking about Dodger Stadium that has like, what, 25, 30,000? No, yeah, but then you got to think the seats. You gotta, they're going to be on yeah. the field as well. Yeah, so, that's true. You know what so I mean? Most, like, it's, you got to understand, the, the, the Latino community in LA, they still love boxing. That's fair. I, get, yeah, I, get, yeah. I guarantee you, if you get... If you get um, uh, what's what's you Canelo? know um, like this Ryan no, Cane- if you get Canelo or the big super fight I mean granted they're not heavyweights you know but Ryan Gar- uh, Ryan Garcia and um uh what was the dude from New York a little smaller you know Tank yeah Tank uh, Tank Davis right Tank Javante Davis you get them too they can do um an LAC. so okay. the thing is okay. I think you c- boxing is never going to go away you're just yeah. it's hard to celebrate the heavyweight classic what we had you know yeah. growing up with and hearing about it from like you know the early 1900s and then the 50s and 60s you know so we're not going to get the heavyweight class like we used to um, just because like there's there's not enough money <laughs> there's, there's not enough money into it which is weird you know yeah yeah i think people of Mayweather that, makes as much as he makes that side i think also like it's it's a dangerous sport i think and so yeah. it's like yeah, you but know, the UFC and, and, is more is, is selling out arenas. Yeah, but those yeah. fighters aren't making money either. <laughs> That's true. That's also yeah. fair. <laughs> because and before you can actually kind of make some money, you've 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 been in 30, 40 fights. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and your head your head's all messed up. Yeah, that payoff uh, is uh that's not all there. I don't need that cauliflower here either. <laughs> and there's and, and it, it, like you were saying, Colby, there's no system. Like there's no yeah. like if you do this and you get to here, then you get go to this next level. It's like it's totally no matter is, how good you are, it's still going to be about who you know and which promoter you sign with. Who's going to make right. the most money for the promoters? Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. it's at least it's, in the Creed movies, you don't have to worry about weight classes. Don't, don't those don't exist. That's yet. also true. That was yeah. the, I was <laughs> say, just keeps winning belts no matter what. Clay's it, like featherweight, I got it. Lightweight, yeah, it, I got it. <laughs> It was like, I know it's never really mattered in the Rocky movies. You see the people Rocky's up against and everything. But I was like, I have a hard time. Okay, Michael B. Jordan gets in amazing shape for this movie. He's ripped. He's jacked. He looks awesome. But, like, Jonathan Majors is huge. (laughs) And it really... I just have a hard time believing they're in the same weight There's class. There's about a 25 I, to 30 pound difference between he so. and that. You, yeah, know, you know, even though they're similar in height and stuff like that, but like just Jonathan Majors, like he just stocks it on. And I yeah, mean, exactly. this guy, I, I don't, he's one of the, like the greatest physical actors that we have in this generation. And I, and I'll make a bold, I'll make a bold statement here. Um, since Jamie Foxx and Scarlett Johansson, this guy's going to get a double Oscar nom for best supporting actor in this film and best lead actor in magazine dreams that comes out later this year. Okay. Oh, dang. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I also yeah see. I, I, I'm booking it. You know, back to the weight class stuff. I feel like the Rocky movies at least initially addressed it. Cause it, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but was that one of the struggles in the first Rocky is him trying to get, mm. make weight, but he only, like, it, it's actually, I was thinking about he, that the same thing, Tom is he only fights for the belt twice. Yeah, and then after that, they're they're really borderline. I mean, I guess he I guess he loses the uh, I guess he oh, loses okay, the title to Clubber Lang. So I guess you could you could kind of sign off and say, hey, since we're not fighting for like titles and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that 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 twenty forty pound see. difference. Yeah, you could say yeah. Well, it's a, it's a catch weight. Like, ba- baby Drago in the second Clubber. one, that guy's like, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> that guy is huge. 
He's massive. Like <laughs> just, guy, just his tor his upper torso is two hundred yeah. pounds. Like, that's what I'm, yeah. So it's just I know that it's never really mattered, but I was just like going into it without seeing it. I'm like, how is he going to get to be in that same class to go for the belt? But anyway, they, but it, it looks great though. It is interesting Fights to look. We look at you. You could actually look at the parrot like the the, the parallels of Rocky three and Creed three, and they do run together, right? And Rocky three. He, you know, Rocky's the champ and he's, you know, doing the kissing babies and shaking hands and doing the uh, uh, exhibition match with Thunderlips, who surprisingly, not, you know, is Hulk Hogan, but wasn't Hulk Hogan yet. Like he had not broken out as Hulk Hogan uh, in that. What? Year. No, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I wasn't. That. I'm telling wait, you right wait, wait, now. I, I, when did, so, so I think this is why I didn't know watch the like, third one. I watched No old, Holds Barred. <laughs> okay. I'm the only person here who saw... Rocky three in the theater. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. And I think we can safely say I don't give two because? about wrestling. It's fair to say, and, yes. And when Thunderlips came out, I was instantly like, oh, Hulk Hogan's in this movie. He yeah. was Hulk. He be okay. So oh, when he filmed why? the movie. He just set you up for this more than Vince McMahon sets up a feud. I got to tell you, Vince McMahon ain't setting up nothing right now. I know, but you just up trying not to get sued. This is like, you know, off the top rope, Tom. So he, when they film Rocky Three, he is not, he is Hulk, he's Hulk Hogan in name, when he's filming Rocky Three, he is Hulk Hogan in name only. He is wrestling for Vern Gagne in the AWA. He has not become the Hulkamania Hulk Hogan yet. I don't know why I would have known who he was. Okay, you knew who he was because in the time that he filmed that role and then the movie came out, Vince McMahon saw him in that movie in like a clip or something what? and said, Vince McMahon Jr. said, get me him, brought him into the company, turned him into Hulk Hogan, and then the movie came out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's crazy. So yeah, Rocky three was in 82. WrestleMania was, was 85. He that was not surprising. Hulk Hogan yet. Wow. When he filmed that role, because if, even if you look at him, right, Hulk Hogan the, that we know doesn't have chest hair. He has. Well, I never like, looked that close. But I'm saying, yeah, like, just, he um, take your word on that one. He but, uh, he films wow, the role no when he's Bard working. Wasn't until 89. Correct. Sheesh. And and 89 yeah. is Hulkamania at its peak. Jeez. But yes, he is wrestling for. So Vern Gagne, yeah. who was in who owned the AWA, had him on his payroll, and they knew this movie was coming out. And mm. Vern Gagne was like, "I want cuts from the movie. I want cuts from your merchandise. I want cuts from your Japan tour." And Hogan was like. No. <laughs> and then Vince McMahon saw him in that clip, Vince McMahon Jr., and picked him up, brought him in, and then had him beat the Iron Sheik, and then Hulkamania was off and running after wow. the movie came out. Wow. Right, before the, right, right before the I movie I guess another out. parallel, Creed 3 would not have... So right now, it's the number one movie in America. It's actually over... It's, it, it overshot its estimate with regards to its box office. It made over $50 um, right now, million. Dollars. Yeah, it's at $56 million. It's the high, It's the highest uh, highest opening weekend for any Creed film and any Rocky film, which, you know, I guess that kind of makes sense and stuff like that. But Jonathan Major's star, yeah. when the last Creed came out, wasn't what it is now. <laughs> Right. So like they kind of capture something really special, which makes like this, you know, this this one v one between the two of just like here's the bona fide movie star that Michael B. Jordan is right now, and here's Jonathan Majors, 
right off right on his heels. He is on the We're rise. Like, Jonathan Majors. He, yeah. I mean, obviously he's the villain, the big bad of the MCU. He's been in tons of movies lately. I Lovecraft mean, this, Country is pretty great. Lovecraft Country yeah. is great. I, when, when I saw Last Black Man in San Francisco, I was like, this dude is is going to yeah. be a star. He has one of my favorite like press moments from doing press on this film is there's a guy talking to him and he's like, hey, I know that you're a big fan of Homeward Bound. And Jonathan Majors is like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I love that movie. He's like, have you heard the theory that at the end of that movie, like when Shadow is limping to the family, like he's dead. And that's like the, the what we see is Shadow's like doggy heaven. You can see like the fear and the sadness in Jonathan Majors face when he tells him that. And oh the guy and the interviewer you see it goes, in my face right now? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's just a theory. It's not really what it is, but I mean, like, it's a no, theory. No, but it makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the guy goes, Oh, you didn't know that theory. And he was like, No, I did. He's like, Wait, when he's limping, he's dead? And he was like, Yeah, he's like, Oh my God. And it's just like <laughs> wow. the human emotion. The other one that I thought was really funny is Michael B. Jordan was doing a, a, a press thing. And this guy sneaks in. He's like, hey, so I heard you were working with Warner Brothers in this Superman Val Zod mini project. And you can hear a voice off screen go, he can't nope. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, the guy goes, I had to try. And Michael, he like kicks his head back. He's like, hey, man, you gave it a shot. Like, that's all the, you know, you, you tried. But it, it is, this is, to me, this is coming off the heels of Ant-Man that didn't do what they wanted. Or maybe it did what they thought it was going to do. I don't know. Um, I think Jonathan Majors has a blank check. Yeah. I think he's going to be one of those guys that we're going to see for a very long time. I'm not sure how old is he. He's in he his, he's be in his mid thirties. He, he's similar to similar age to Michael B. Jordan. He's thirty. Michael B. Jordan's thirty six. Yeah. Okay. So he's he only looks old. He's got, he's got he's got an old face. He's yeah, got, he's got an old face. That young. Yeah. I mean, no offense. I mean, he's in great shape and everything, but I just didn't realize that. Yeah, so I just think I think this is we talked about you know um, Will Smith and Independence Day or mm-hmm. uh, Chris Pratt and Guardians of the Galaxy. I think this to me is the the star making perform because he does he plays two characters. He plays this very like meek and thankful and timid Damien about halfway through the movie, and then as soon as the reveal happens. He's a completely different character. I loved it. I just I wasn't sure what exactly was going on, but man, when when that reveal comes, and I we actually just to say it is Creed has set up a fight between Ivan Drago Jr. and and Vicky Felix. Drago. And also, I was like, why would you put Drago against your guy? Drago's going to eat that guy alive. Well, because <laughs> in this like, movie fantasy money. world, that Felix guy is intimidating. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm uh, sure. That's, we saw what He's Drago beast, could do remember? in the first like, movie. Yeah, yeah. I know. Eyebrow bridge is intimidating. I'll give <laughs> I know. you that. You know? I mean, I just yeah, I don't get why they chose that guy. Maybe he's a real fighter. I don't know. Drago is a real fighter. Vic, whoever plays that guy, they were looking for the the Drago, you know, and they ended up finding a real. They boxer. got one. They got uh, one. That guy is yeah. Who looks like he's not wearing boxing gloves? Like the gloves <laughs> just look too <laughs> small for his massive <laughs> hands. <laughs> so yeah, so they're at this party because Bianca has kind of moved away from the the Tessa Thompson character has moved away from performing and she's producing and she has this artist who is performing her songs and they have this party and there's a fight that she breaks out. She can't perform anymore because she's losing her hearing. So instead yes, she, she can only attend the concerts. Correct. Because she that makes sense. <laughs> can't perform. I'm just standing in a loud ass room. Um, <laughs> it's actually probably quieter on stage. 
That's true. Like, yeah, you can tune everything and out. And I'm like, you're not in Pantera. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you're not in a death metal band. You're, I think you might be like, okay. It's just like R&B. It's like, you're, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a, an audiologist, but it seems like you could yeah. figure out a way to make that work. <laughs> Maybe. And, and, I, and I guess to set up, you know, before they get to this party, as Damien returns from prison, essentially, he did time for 16 years, got a couple of years added on just with like other stuff. And he comes back to what he knows and seeks out Adonis and Adonis. It's like it's like he sees a ghost. You know, yeah. like he worked and suppressed this, 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 this childhood trauma deep down and which is, that thing is very believable. You know, there's trauma that I've experienced that until it's unearthed, it's as if it never happened. And, and for, you know, for folks in my community, like, you know, for, especially for like black men, we suffer in silence. And that's the one thing that he just like has to really contend with. And it's just something that he did not think would be a reality because it completely reduces him back to that kid that he was, this angry runner this guy that didn't know what he was doing and i think what informs how we perceive damien is that he's a little underhanded with all of his tactics outside the ring and particularly inside the ring the fight that we see when he's a kid and he's a golden gloves champion like it it, it doesn't look too devious in the ring even when you see like you know little duke across the ring he's like what is this guy doing but it, it almost makes it seem like that he will kind of straddle the line between fair and cheap with regards to his fighting style. He's and that's just envelope. what he was. No, he really is. Yeah. Like yeah. in that Chavez fight, he works at arm. I, I'm like, Oh, is that, why is that against the rules? Like I'm, I'm, I got to hit him. Like, like he's, he's picking these places to hit, but I guess not so much to do damage. Like with like, with like um, finesse boxing, um, you know, technique, but it could end somebody's career because he's trying to like literally disable an arm. Right. Right. Um, so by the time that you get to this party and he's already ingratiated himself, he's been to their house before he's met Bianca. He's very sincere and sweet. Like he's just this unassuming man who just happens to be this massive chiseled he, boulder. But right? he's really conniving in the way he's ingratiated yes. himself into, to Adonis's life, his current life. Yeah, he's met the yeah. family, met the kid, met the wife. And he's not and pushing for it. No. He's letting it come to him. Well, right. he, I think that's the that's he the scary part well, well, he, he lets correct. them he does engineer. Think, yes. He lets them think, it's think that it's their idea when he's on the car. All right, man, well, I'm going to go just if you ever want to talk or whatever. And then Adonis goes, he's gaslighting him. Well, wait. <laughs> yeah, wait. he is gaslighting him What for are you sure. doing now? Like, he acts like he's going to walk away. He wanted him to invite him in. He wants him. So he keeps inviting himself and making them think it's their idea. And he's gotten so close. And then, yeah, you get to this party. And as soon as the guy gets... You know Nancy Kerrigan. I'm like, there's got to be something more to <laughs> yeah. this. I, that, like, well, that's I just think I like it went from zero to sixty real quick. <laughs> but I do think there. It, it, I think that's a kind of a brilliant setup because there is. I think there is like some sort of little confrontation earlier between not maybe Drago and Felix have a little bit of a confrontation earlier, yeah. and then you know you get some booze in you and you get a little uh, your your. You got to get an instigator in there. Hit him! Hit him! That's exactly. And then this guy, you know, you know he hits him with a with, with like, like an ass or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's well orchestrated. It's well done in the film. But I just personally, as the viewer, was like, okay, wait a minute. This is a little too perfect. Jonathan Majors comes back. He wants a title shot. He's been locked up for twenty years. Then all of a sudden, the the fight falls apart because the guy gets injured. I'm like, something is up right. here. Yeah. And, and come to find out, he was Dame uh, was behind you, it. Yeah, Dane, yeah, Dane set everything Rashad's up. Character, um, you know, go to the and everybody has like you know between Little Duke and Felicia Rashad's character, who I guess would be the surrogates because there's no Rocky in this film, right? Yeah, that's yeah. and there's no. Um, and I didn't know. I did not him. know that there was no Rocky in this film at all till after the film. Did like, they even oh. mention him? 
He no. says something about rock. Does he, he does? say he's with his about, kid in Vancouver? No, he does no. not say that's that. They do not, mention, they do not okay. mention the status of where he is. So it's like, I, and because I didn't rewatch Creed two, I was like, yo, did Rock die in Creed? Yeah. No. I, I, no. Which one does he have? Does he have? Is it in, Rock in Creed one? He has cancer. In, yeah. in the first one, he has cancer. Yeah, in, in the, the second, one. he's fine. And at the end of the movie, he visits his kid in Vancouver. So I thought maybe in this one, I thought I swear that they mentioned that. Rock was in Vancouver with his kid because that's where he was at the end of the second one. I thought they said it, but he I, makes a he makes a comment. Maybe because maybe he says, "Oh, the comment is like when your dad gave Rocky a shot." Correct, but mm-hmm. there is no oh, mention yeah. of like where he is currently. Okay, that which I so, do. I mean, it is it's, it's very weird. It's weird. Well, I there's, mean, I, so there's a lot of like rights and um, litigation yeah. that's going on with Sylvester Stallone and the produ- and the producers from yeah. not even just the Creed franchise, but like I guess going right. way back because he wants the rights fully for himself and he doesn't got them. Right. Uh, hey, man. But but he still was in the first two Creed movies, and I think he's a producer on this a, one. It was a screenplay on the first one. You know, he right. wrote the screenplay for the first so one. So I just know? it's weird for them to completely eliminate him when it is it's been his franchise. Really, I don't know. It's just it's strange. Yeah. yeah, I but, I, I, mean, but I it, miss not having more connective tissue to the to the yeah. Rocky franchise. I and like I think these Creed movies are really strong and and so it's like I think that there's I think there's a version of events where these Creed movies can live without Rocky to be yeah. clear. Mm-hmm. But I think for him to go away without addressing it it feels it needs, hollow. Yeah. It needs to be addressed. I I will say that I think these films after rewatching them all, you know, within the same day they all are good enough to stand on their own. I feel like all three of the Creed films are solid. Oh, man. I thought yeah, you, this I isn't thought you just meant... nostalgia and fan service, for sure. I thought like, you meant is... that you watched yeah. all of the Rocky movies and the Creed movies in one <laughs> no, day. No, I was like, day. how Not did you do that? <laughs> no. Watching all the Creed movies, I'm like, these movies are good enough to stand on their yeah. own without Absolutely. Rocky. But... It's just it's just weird to not have that mention. I, I feel mm-hmm. like by the time Creed three hits, they have earned it with these first two movies that we don't need to follow Rocky, but to yeah. eliminate Rocky completely. Yeah, yeah. I just think I there think maybe could have been a, a call or something. They you know? they like I think it's time like to kill Rocky, right? Like I, I mean, if they can it, kill but, James Bond, but it needs I mean, to be on screen and it needs to yeah. drive the not action. Not the Adrian and, death, not the. Right, Adrian. Right, right, like the right. next yeah. movie, she's at, he's at her right. Grave, no, 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 no like not just, that. Like it needs yeah. to. Be, he needs to be a character in the film, and mm-hmm. something happens, and it drives the action and inspires him to win his best fight ever. Blah blah blah. Isn't that right, how? Like, he, isn't that why he fights Clubber the second time? Is, doesn't Mickey die? So Mickey, yeah, so, Mickey dies in three, right? Mickey dies in th- mm-hmm. three. Yes, and, and then, then he comes Apollo back to d- fight Clubber, and then Apollo dies in four. Yeah, right. And because I think you. You'll always find deaths that kind of propel the protagonist towards, like, you know, doing something great again. And I, mean, I wouldn't say one. that in this yeah, film. Yeah, we, we get it in this one for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically you do because you have a great death, you know, in, in, in Felicia, which I got to say, it's a really incredible scene. Um, uh, there wasn't a lot for her to do, but the fact that she's been hiding letters um, from Damien from prison, which Man. creates even more of the discontent that mm-hmm. Damien has, you know, for Adonis, who he literally saw this young boy run away and essentially, if, it, if it's any true lament that I have on this film, what we see actually revealed in the, in the flashback is not enough for a 16 year charge. Like, I'm sorry. Like, well, I need to see a bit more. Well, he does, he, all, he, does he, say, he does have priors. It was like yeah. the three strikes thing. I'm not saying it's right, but it's the. Because when it's revealed, you're, you're like, you like shot him, right? Like, you, you think that he killed the guy, but yeah. then. I think so. No. No, I also I think that there are a lot of people in jail that, 
who don't have enough yeah. for right. a sixty yes. year charge. Yeah. Like, right. That's true. Like, I'm surprised that, that wasn't like a story, like a storyline. Like, yo, we need to make sure to come right. like, to, to talk about our justice system inside this right. film. Um, you know, with the that, that's with, a, with the letter situation, I I I liked how that was handled because the movie kind of sets it up as like, oh, mm-hmm. she'd been hiding the letters from him. <laughs> And so that kind of absolves him, and then mm-hmm. Damien takes that away and is like, "I don't, I don't care that she was you hiding never, the letters. Like you, we were friends. You could write you know a letter. Yeah, you How about being proactive, bitch? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, it's true. Adonis does. He forgets him. He lets him rot in yeah. jail when really he was protecting him. Not saying it was the right way, but like he yeah. was defending Donnie, and then Donnie." wanted to forget it, that it ever happened yeah. and he existed so i feel like the the villain's backstory the reason for him to want to come and fight and do all this this you know machiavellian plot is is grounded in in a believable story i yeah, thought sure. it was a great backstory i thought it was very compelling i thought that the stuff that donnie had to struggle with again about his past and his decisions and and the switch you know all the when the reveal with jonathan majors being the villain and creed has like two levels of guilt around this right he's got the yeah. guilt from not having reached out and and maintained some form of a relationship with this guy but he also has the guilt of like there but for the grace of god right like that could very easily be him or even, uh-huh. I mean, even three Absolutely. times right because he put he put damien in that position he did and then yeah. he put in but then he put felix in a position you know this kid's this this guy's the world champ and he's fighting out of Donnie's gym and he I mean I thought initially they I thought that Damien killed him the way everybody yeah. reacted he doesn't obviously because we see which Felix at would the have end. been the thing to kind of like really amp it up you know like right. okay we're now we're gonna have to take some time because he needs to like serve a suspension or something like that because he was definitely doing some underhanded things like inside the ring and it would kind of like add some pathos as why Adonis would feel like he needs to come back mm-hmm. you know but and, having and that public. It, it would also make fix the problem of of Damien not being scary enough in the ring. Yes, right. right. Killed the guy, you know, right. Yeah, if he yeah. killed but, or permanently damaged the guy. But that's um, what yeah. happened with Apollo, right? I think right. you know, it's like it would be the same kind of. I would well, have it be some things that are that are re- that are that are rebrought back, and I think it's fine. I, I think it kind of like to have that be another added storyline would then serve as another like you know complex issue because remember not only were you dealing with like adonis being the promoter adonis being the you know the retired boxer he's also a dad at this point right to a young girl who wants to be like him and like the risk of knowing that he saw his own father die in the ring Mm -hmm. he's now put up against a, a man who has nothing to lose and all he wants to do is take everything that he feel was robbed from at your cost and he was inside your house you know he was like you know like you know, he's weaseling himself like especially when that, that all comes together like oh my god like you sat there and set me up like i want to do this but like what happens if you you just kill if you kill chavez what if you kill me and then i'm leaving my wife and that, my daughter alone that's the scary part that is the part where i think the villain really shines is now jonathan majors done all this stuff and he knows the daughter he knows the wife it's scary yeah. because you don't know what he's capable of or rather maybe you do know what he's capable of and he is you think maybe he's willing to do anything to get yeah. back at donnie and so that's why i thought the villain character was really scary in that way i just so, never felt like creed was all that scared of him 
Like, yeah, it, de- it definitely doesn't look like fear. I, I, I like it. That's why I said earlier. I think Creed is coming up against himself, really right. not wanting to grapple with the sins of his past and the shame and guilt that he feels of that. And I think that's what makes the um, the talk that they have post the third the third act climactic fight yeah. that much more poignant but it does the second act chart like what we've seen in all of the other rocky yeah. films which yeah. is fine because that's what we've been taught to be able to enjoy right and then we get like our training montage, montage like, you know what you yeah it's right, right, right you know but i will and- say i will i will say that <laughs> apollo was also never afraid of anyone yeah even apollo when he was, was going he anytime you know when yeah. he fought rocky he was he definitely wasn't afraid of rocky in that first one he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't afraid of Rocky in the second one. He, he wasn't, wasn't afraid of, of Drago, he, right? But he, well, okay. So, he, but he wasn't. A, he had retired by three. Mm. But he and he wasn't afraid of Clubber Lang. He was afraid that Rocky couldn't make it against mm. Clubber Lang. And he isn't afraid of, of of Drago until he gets into the ring and he sees the size difference. Not yeah. even that, because remember right. they they go to like oh, bang, he, they, they, they go they to bang clubs, gloves, yeah. and Drago's <laughs> hands don't move. Boom! And the look on yeah. Creed, look on Apollo's face is like, whoa! But that and that's the first time we ever see him, even when he's getting his ass whooped. There's never a moment where he has a a, a look of fear. Yeah. So I do kind of a think that. Adonis would also had no pun it well pun intended the eye of the tiger yeah right you he's, know he knows like he he knows he's got such confidence in himself that even when his back's up against the wall he's gonna win yeah and yeah, he's he, not scared of him at that point you know this this film is co-written by Keenan Kugler who is Ryan Kugler's brother sure yeah. And these guys, I mean, I think the writing is so good in this movie with that whole story we talked about and everything, because there's also so much stuff with Adonis, like Joe is saying, and, and Colby about looking inward. So not only do you have all this stuff about his past, but now look to the future. He has a daughter that he has to raise, and he's raising her to fight where, mm-hmm. you know, that's he's a boxer. That's how his world works. But this girl is now fighting her classmates. She's getting in trouble. <laughs> and Tessa Thompson's like, this is not the way that we want to raise her. She realizes fighting's not the way. Then you look at him, and he's like, uh, yeah, 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 totally. Fighting's not good. <laughs> but like, that's, I mean, he has to realize, like, he's a boxer, yeah. and she's as a the, kid. As the, and- as the father of, of two girls, fighting is just fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like do you know what paid for this house in the hollywood Hills? yeah right right <laughs> fighting i will say yeah. if there was any opportunity to be able to have rock in there there's a scene at the gym where donnie's up late at night and amara his daughter is downstairs kind of rearranged up she's watching youtube videos of donnie's fights it would have been even better if she was on like a facetime with yeah, yeah. Just pretty good. Or don't tell your something. dad I've called. Yeah. You know, or that would have been that. Really like, cute. have him. Who are you talking to? Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Or have him be like, <laughs> now you know, talking about you know, they're both watching the fight, right? Where yeah. he's like, now watch his feet move this way. Yeah. Watch his hand. You know, things. But that's imagine a good, if Slickly, that's a good call. He's been like teaching her things. So like when he brings her over <laughs> to the body bags, it's like. How you know about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. 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 That is pretty good. Do you think we're setting up this? Do you think we're setting up this franchise to be about girl boxers in 20 years? Oh, absolutely. Oh, let me tell you something. I am fully – I think Creed's story – and we'll get to the third act shortly. But, like, I think Creed's story is done. And I, I don't want to have the retread of, like, yeah. we get, like, you know, a four, a five, and a six. And then we're like, oh, we got some films that you can take it or leave it. I think Adonis Creed's story is done. I would not mind a time jump in which we now focus on the life and struggle of Amara Creed – 
right? Um, being like, you know, and, and, and maybe it's a bit of not only is she going through like the, the women's boxing ranks, but maybe she's the first boxer, not only who's a deaf boxer, but also decides to take on like a guy. I, I don't know. That could be a lot, but <laughs> yeah. this movie's making too much money feels like just lot. to yeah. stop. <laughs> Loosely titled I, The Amara Canway. A Creed story. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. You heard it here first. You heard that it here is, dunk, that dunk, is, dunk, first. That is a good name. As I just, like, the problem I have with with going on with, with her as a boxer is just that, like, there's no money in that. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I mean, it's it, like... Yeah, you can look at, uh, look at yeah. um, Muhammad Ali's Layla daughter. Layla Ali. Layla yeah. Ali, right? And she was, yeah. she was a beast in the ring, but it's just like, that's not a... It's... It's right it, or wrong. It's just the reality of the I situation. Wonder they, I wonder if they could move. I mean, you obviously can't, but I wonder if they could move this into MMA because that it would that, not be the same. It would I not be the same. Yeah. I agree. It, it would be not be the same. Yeah. But I think women's women's fighting in MMA is more of a thing of a popular thing than women's boxing. Hey, and that could be about- a, t- a point of contention maybe between, you know, her and her dad. <laughs> right. Like if you jump this up, you know, um, uh, 15 years or whatever I mean you'd have to age up Michael B. Jordan because he has to be a part of this right sure uh, but then you cast instead of like the young actors we have here you get Amanda Stenberg as being her do- like his daughter right and we kind of see essentially that Halle Berry movie Bruise that we got a couple years ago on Netflix yeah, she right could, she could fight Hillary Swank and break her neck <laughs> I mean we can pull this all together if like you, I, I'm, I'm, if I'm you time here jump it enough she can fight real seal Oh, there it is. <laughs> yes, she could. Or what was the, it? Wasn't uh, man? Who was the other gal? Wasn't there? An, wasn't who's the gal from Fast and the Furious? Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, Michelle wasn't Rodriguez. she one called like Girl she Fight? Was in one. She was Girl was. Fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's yeah. the movie that got her noticed, right? Oh, that is that right? Breakout. I think, so. I think so. okay. that was yeah. girl boxing. Girl boxing had a moment there about fifteen Indeed. years ago. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, until Hillary Swank broke her neck, and that <laughs> man, was it. Man, oh man. Game but over. I mean, but that, but then it's good. Like, so now we're at a point where we get our classic montages, and I, I got. So I'm out in LA, right? And I'm like, damn, I want to, I want to get to that place where I can run up whatever <laughs> mountain that is that the Hollywood sign is on, and just look over, feeling all sweat and chill. I will never do it. <laughs> I also, I also <laughs> don't think you can do that. Isn't that blocked I, off? I don't think you get like he was like like fifties like fifty sixty feet he away. Was, he was <laughs> above the O. Like I don't. I don't I'm pretty sure is, is you can't climb the sign and stuff, but you can go around it. I don't know where he was. Where he was at, I thought they stopped people from getting. Yeah, like, I don't that think you close. get there anymore. Yeah. You can yeah. get like for your selfie shots because I yeah. have one. We kind like, of. I I was kind of bummed that he gets to the, you know in the, in the first one we we've talked about how they do not give you that theme until the perfect moment. At yeah. the perfect time, it earns it. It earns that theme, and I thought in this one, I was like, "Can you, can you raise your goddamn hands? Like, can you stand on the top of that mountain and put your hands in the air? Like, that's what I need you to do right now." But they don't. Yeah. Do it. And I was like, "God dang it!" You know, I do like, love how they take the, the the Creed theme and they reinvent it with every film, and it, it gets you know, more melodic, more orchestral, more sonic in some places. Like it's so fun what Lud- Ludwig van Göransson did in the first film, and I forget, I don't remember the name of the composer for this one, but the theme is just it makes it feel like another an instance of where it kind of stands separate from Rocky, like with that Creed theme. And but you do get the, up until the end, you do get yeah. that swell. You don't get the traditional Rocky theme, but you get the swell when he find you know. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get that, but you get the da da. Yeah, you yeah. You know when he when he wins at the end. Yeah, spoiler at the at the draft house, they took all of the montages from the first two movies 
And instead of having whatever song they were using in that, they they set it to songs by the band Creed. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. I think the, I think the the the, sec, the montage from the second one they they did with like with arms wide open, and yeah. I was like, this wow. is hilarious. <laughs> so final fight happens. It's really good. The fight choreography and I the think it's slow fantastic. motion. Everything looks really yeah. great. I think Colby mentioned it's anime inspired, which I think made so it, it works for you. To remove the audience for you guys, because I know yeah, you guys are yeah, curious. Yeah. In some instances, I've seen so yeah. many boxing fights. That, like, it's so cool. I, I wasn't too sure how that was going to play, but I, I, it felt really good to watch. Yeah, no, I, I think because cool, he was in his doubles head, down. They were, yeah. yeah, it doubles down on the 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 one on one. Right, you you take everybody else. And this is me and you. That's it. I we don't care about anybody else. It's you and me, and we'll just go from here. It so I did, really, I did like that, yeah. It looked good. Um, you know, there's this thing in these boxing movies, and I think you just have to accept it because it happens in all the Rocky movies. It happens in all the Creed movies watching again. They're about to lose, and then they can just flip a switch and win, and it's very odd how they can be so beat up, and all they have to do is picture their family or something, and then then they get this energy burst. Like, I just – it's this trope that never stops happening, and it's like – It's great. How they find it. <laughs> is it the first? Is it the first one where he's at like a count of nine, and he like takes? He's a, on the ground so long that the ref would have been like, You're yeah, out he would have been. Well, one, I love that shot before that nine count because it's when Damien gives him a body shot, and it's, this is shot on IMAX cameras, yeah. and yeah. we zoom in as the bead droplet, the bead sweat yeah. droplets on Michael B. Jordan's back pop off, and it's almost as if you can see Damien's glove protruding through yeah. his <laughs> solar plexus, and it looks. So good. I watched it. Did you guys? What, did you guys watch Adobe or IMAX? I didn't or? see it in, uh, in, in oh, standard. Man, yeah. I saw it on the man. giant screen, whatever that is, yeah. in B and B. The it big looked, show at the it draft looked, house. It looked really good, though. But it it's just good. it's one of those tropes of going back and watching. Like this always happens. They always win when they're about to get beat, and they just have to look a picture of Mickey, a picture of Adrian, a picture yeah, right. of Apollo, a the baby, of you know, your, your just, daughter being it, born. It just, yeah. And that's oh, where I can win now. It's like, and, and that's where in sports films, I like yeah. it more when it's like, okay, it's a tactical advantage that you gain based off how you studied him. So there was a yeah. scene at the beginning of this film in the flashback where like Damien's like watch this and you see him do like a Sherlock particular Holmes. kind of side move. He's Sherlock Holmes right? it. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, and cuz that's what cuz we see that we see that being done and with Donnie's character against Conlon, the guy that he won the fight yeah. in the first Creed film. Right. Where he's like, "All right, I'm going to keep taking this hit, taking this hit, taking this hit." He Sherlock Holmes it and yeah. finds that opening. I thought we'd get that again in this one because Honestly, he and Damien, they are matched. I and feel like he, I think we do, though, right? We do, though, because Damien does this weird block where he, like, puts his hands So together. that's the George, For- George Foreman blocks like this. Okay. Oh. And yeah, and then at the, at the very end, he, like, breaks through that block. He sees, and that's, he sees the hole. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and that's when he it, finally yeah. get get. I mean, the advantage okay, cool. and wins yeah, he the sneaks, fight. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when Damien goes to, like, he blocks and then goes to move his hands to throw a punch uh creed sees the hole and it's just enough where he can he gets one he gets a he gets a straight through the through the two hands and then as his he's disoriented he comes with an uppercut and then puts him he's done yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's good so he so creed wins he's the champ again and they have that really good locker room moment that best scene in the movie yeah, best scene in the movie. Best scene. Yeah, I love that. because yeah. it's 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 one of those things where it doesn't come off as melodrama, right? Yeah. They've not buried the hatchet, no. You know, because it still it still hurts on both sides. Like even though what Damien did is very underhanded and Machiavellian and just engineered, 
he's justifiably angry because he I, lost so much of his life. You know, I agree. And, 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 Creed, he got and, Creed, is, and Creed is living his life, the and, life that yeah. he that he wanted. But like like Colby said, he got his shot, and hey, he became the champ. So he yes. did what he said he was going to do, and I think he knows that he doesn't really deserve a long career after all that. But you know exactly. what? He was the world heavyweight. He was the unified champ. Yeah. And that's I almost I don't, I don't know how it a guy that be size won the light heavweight title. Uh, but, yeah, I don't right. know how. Yeah. <laughs> Unified meaning the two weight classes are combined. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so like it was interesting. I almost thought for a second they were like, "Hey, why don't you come? You know, this is as much your celebration." I'm glad they didn't go that route where he's like, "Come to the locker room and like you know." Yeah, you don't get, get to be. You don't. On. You don't get to get redeemed that fast. Yeah. yeah. But Michael no, B. No, no, Jordan no, no. understands too that he's like, "Yeah, yes. I have a lot to answer for." He knows he didn't handle that right, and so. Sure. They both kind of got their aggression out towards one another, and they both got what they wanted. He regained the title, and Dame got to be the champ. And like now, I, that, you know, now that the theme of these movies is come Creed Four, Dame is going to be his training. training. Fast and Creed. Creed. That's what <laughs> yeah. I said. When I saw this, I go, "Oh my god, he's a good guy now." They're when I saw, when I when they when they when he and Drago embraced at that party, and I was like, oh, "All right." <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I They're guess. all part I of guess, the family now. I man. guess he could. He could, Drago can be the this Rocky three, not Rocky three's Apollo in this, right? But you see that all the time. I think in the world of sports, of like, yeah, when they're competing, they hate each sure. other. But once everybody's retired, once we're off they, the field, and they look back on it, it's they don't have typically the same level yeah. of I'll animosity. Give you one example, unless you played for the Detroit Pistons in the nineties, and everybody you- hated you. <laughs> I'll yeah. give you one example, just because you know my son watches the YouTubers and everything. That Logan Paul and KSI had this huge rivalry and YouTube fight or whatever. They're now in partnership with this multi-million-dollar drink company. Of course they are. They're yeah. in business together, yeah. but they had a feud and they made millions yeah. fighting. So they well, had a, money. Money, they had money a changes, feud. right? Yeah, money yeah. changes everything. Now that there's so much money to be made, it's like we're multi-millionaires we have generational wealth yeah what is there to sit here about have bad blood about that's the, it's the same lament that people give like these nba players oh they're not as tough and rough. yeah because they weren't fighting to play pay off their mortgages right. back in the 80s and 90s <laughs> right these right. kids they don't have a lust for like a love of the game because they're making tens of millions of dollars in their first contract yeah you know yeah. the money when changes you're, when you're playing in major dynamic. league when you're in major league baseball and you sign a you know, Bobby Bonilla is the one that comes to mind, who's <laughs> yeah. still to this day collecting money <laughs> from day. the Mets for another what till twenty twenty five, right? Something like yeah, that. I think he's got another year or two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is just like, and that dude retired fifteen twenty <laughs> years ago <laughs> from the Cardinals, mind you. He played here for a cup of coffee. We didn't mention Michael B. Jordan directed this movie. It's his directorial yeah. debut. Pretty impressive. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, yeah. No, that, no the fight choreography is good. The camera yeah. movement for all that is good. I want to back up and talk about that scene between them at the end. Real yeah. quick, it just in mm-hmm. terms of this is something you never see in movies, and you never see two men, especially tough guys, mm-hmm. apologizing to each other. That's yeah. fair, and taking ownership of not only their issues that they brought to the table, but then also they not not only apologize to each other, but they also forgive each other mm-hmm. in right. that moment, and like you. You never really see that in movies, but especially about in, in movies where it's come watch these guys beat the holy hell out yeah. of each other, right? Yeah, it's and it's I, healthy. Yeah, it is, and I just you thought like, it, yeah. what a great, great way to 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 end the. Well, movie. I think we, it's it is interesting. I think that there is, and rightfully so, there was kind of like a a, a, a lot of takes on toxic masculinity, right? Yeah, and men 
where it's like, you know, you can't be a tough guy. You can't be this because it can be scary to people and it can be scary to people. Yeah. So I do think that this is the next step in like, yeah, I can be a quote unquote, you know, a tough guy. But at the same time, I can be in touch enough to be like, I, I screwed that up. Yeah. I'm sorry that I screwed that up. But if we, you know, I'm going to knock you out. It's really what it comes think, down to. <laughs> I think that's why I really love that scene too. It's it's really healthy. It's great to show people that you can be competitive, you can be tough, but at the end of the day, you can also be a human being and treat other people with respect and to you know admit when you're wrong, apologize, all that. Yeah. No, and I think that's. I think I, I, Tom, you make a, you make a great point. Is that I do think that that's something we do not see. In action movies or movies, you know, I, I don't expect John Wick to apologize. Let's put it that right. way. Right. That's you a know? different type of movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that's, you know, but like you, I don't feel like you'd ever see something like this in a Fast and Furious movie. Absolutely. You never is, see this in a Rocky movie. Yeah. He apologizes yeah. I mean, to his son. I mean, the way that you've got the transporter inside these these Fast and Furious movies, they made up pretty quickly. <laughs> well, they, but it's not on screen, they didn't. <laughs> not right. on screen. Right. 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 This movie is so well written, and you've got Ryan it Cougar's is, yeah. brother writing it, who obviously is an excellent writer as well. He It's co-written by him and Zach Balin, so to give him credit. But yeah, you wouldn't see a scene like this in Fast and oh, Furious. Okay. You would D- see, to that you point, would though, see no. a barbecue, and they'd be like, family. That's, that's no, <laughs> look, look at Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is yeah. a prime example of like that's toxic masculinity right the it's two the of them of trying to one up Shaw is a romantic comedy <laughs> <laughs> like those two totally want to fuck each other yeah. like <laughs> but just like, get it over with yeah right. come on but I think that is one of those ones that is like okay like yeah I get it you're a tough guy you're a tough guy we're both tough guys yeah um, you did murder Han just putting that out, there. but well, he didn't. He, surprising, but he didn't. no, he didn't. But he, we didn't know <laughs> that at the time. He wanted to. Yeah, oh, he tried to. He, hey, he blew up an entire hospital full of patients, of innocent patients. But no big deal. No big deal. I'm so part of the team now. But well, we didn't give those characters that. names, so it's okay. Uh, yeah, they don't count. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was it was a great way to be able to. Well, I guess secondarily end the movie because then the last scene of the film is that we have he and his daughter in the ring. And yeah. if it doesn't like that's why there's there, I got to figure there's something with Amara is going to come next. It could. It sure seems what, like it especially as long as that scene lingers. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it felt like it lingered because I really had to pee. But <laughs> <laughs> just full. But yeah, but no, I mean, as 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 a girl dad and, you know, my daughter is 10 going on 20, but she'll be 11 in the summer. Um, like I saw her in Amara. Big time. And I just made me proud. Like when I go to Atlanta to go visit her, I'm like, I can't wait to watch the movie with her because I, yeah. I think this film, like, it, it's and it's interesting. Like, sports movies have a way of uniting folks in the same way that like that professional sports do, you know, for us as a country. Like it does unite us, and that's why it's number one at the box office. And it's gonna be a tough month of March, right? There's it is not tons an easy of movies month. coming out. Nah, no, not, it's not. Man. I mean, yeah, but the thing little... is, is like, I don't think the crowd that's gonna go watch Scream Six next week. Is going to be like, you know, um, is going to take away from the box office for Creed. So I could still Creed. I can see Creed, two, uh, Creed 3 holding on for a second I week. think it's going to have a strong second week, but I do think that Scream, Scream is a huge. Is, is gonna, I, think, I, I think Creed's secret bullet is that there's a lot of older people who care about this franchise because of Rocky 
who yeah. wouldn't necessarily have this movie on their radar otherwise. So I think yeah. you'll see it have stronger legs because you'll have a, an, an older clientele potentially interested True. in seeing this movie. Especially and they don't know that Rocky's not in the movie yet. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> they're going to be you know, you know, super those pissed. Two, those, those, those Tuesday seniors when they're coming in, like, yeah, yeah we're about to go see Sylvester but Stallone. You know, the thing it's is, crazy he's but, not on the poster this time, but, you know. Yeah, as much as I miss having Rocky in the movie, I also th- feel like, it works without him. I just think yeah. it would have been a little better if he was there. But yeah. if you're going to see Creed 3, you've seen 1 and 2. I think you're invested enough in this point yeah. that you don't feel ripped off if there's no rock. That's what I'm saying. I do yeah. feel they've earned it. This movie, yeah. at this point, has earned the chance to get away from Rocky. But Rocky will always be in the DNA to some extent. And, he, For and sure. he's the only one that's not back. Right, like everybody else is back from two. Uh, it, Dr- Dr- Victor Tessa Thompson. Back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tessa, well, I mean, okay, but the, you're. I wasn't really counting him, but uh, <laughs> well, but Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson and and yeah, he was uh, the, Felicia Rashad. They're all there. He was yeah, the antagonist yeah. the last movie, and they sure, brought him sure, back sure. to spot. And he was gonna get a title shot, and then he was a sparring partner. Like I, to their credit, like they didn't have to bring back Victor Drago, but they did. Yeah, should have brought know? back Dolph Lundgren too. I think because they're trying to keep that connective tissue. Because the creators of this movie, the the creative team behind this movie, they don't have a problem with Sylvester Stallone. It's the producers, it's not, right? It's not that they didn't right. want to use him or his cool. characters. It so like I think they're really trying to hold a place to where he can come back and it's I not see. weird. His, but his it, comments yeah. haven't helped either. I think nope. he was asked, he's like, what am I supposed to do? Hold this spit bucket? Like, so well, it seems like yeah. a, it, it, it is a, it's a little you know, tepid, but... Also, like, yeah. Rock, you got... Rock, like that's his real name. Yeah. Sly, you, <laughs> Sly, you got your last fight. Yeah, yeah. you got it in Rocky like, Balboa, man. Yeah, like, yeah, it is and, and it made no on. sense then, it's, and you found a way to make it work. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you know what this is now. I think he's great in the first We all thought... We all did not have hope for that first Creed movie. We were like, oh, for God, sure. here we go. Yeah. Like, we, no, yeah. None of us thought none. it was going to be that. If any hope that we had, it's like, you know what? We believe in Coogler, and there's yeah. something special about this Michael B. Jordan kid, but another Rocky movie, and this time right. it's a spinoff of Creed's kid? Like, come on, that's not going to... And it worked so It did. You know what he should yeah. do? He should fight, he should fight in, in Creed Four. Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Creed, we all know that versus, he, Creed versus Balboa, 17. Oh, but Adonis we should all, fight him? Yeah, Adonis should I fight. I said Rocky should fight him. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe I did. I meant, Ad- I meant Adonis. I meant Adonis. Sly would love that. Yeah. No, Adonis versus whatever the kid's name was. Yeah. As good, Robert, as good as these movies are, as good as Sly is, you have to know when to pass the torch. The dude has done plenty in plenty of these movies. I don't know why he can't be gracious enough to just be like, yeah, it's my time to be the trainer. Like, I don't, I can't keep being the star of these movies. For sure. There's, there's no version of events. Like these movies are about boxing and like it already strained credulity for, for him to fight in, in in Rocky six. I know it's not called Rocky six. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. It, it made no, I mean, but they, they figured out a way to make it work and it did. And that was a good movie. And, I, you know, honestly, this is a franchise that time and time again, with the exception of Rocky Five, has been good when it really mm-hmm. shouldn't have been. Sure. Like it's there's like, every time you think, wh- how are they going to get there? <laughs> they have they have figured out a way except so for Rocky Five. It's so funny well, that's because that theme, that theme is going to come up next week as well. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this is, and I, I, I stated which, and, and then I did some research on. It. I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't that bold of a statement. This is the greatest sports trilogy of all time in cinematic history. Oh, just the Creed films. Now I've got it. Wait a minute. But then I recognize you think, you think not the a lot of sports trilogies. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. They don't get a lot of sequels. I mean, you've got Rocky is like yeah major. But then if I, but if I include Creed a part of the Rocky franchise, I think that this is the greatest franchise. In yeah, American I couldn't history. argue with that. What else? The greatest is a sports, sports franchise. Or franchise? Well, I guess if you say sports franchise, I think it's a very easy argument. But like, I guess the only one that can come up against it is Star Wars. But there's the thing is there's the so Rings many not great the first trilogy. But see, that's the thing though. It's like, but you have to if you're going to count if you're going to count Creed as a part of the Rocky <laughs> franchise, yeah. you have to count the Hobbit as a part of the Lord of the Rings <laughs> franchise. Oh, yeah, right? Fair. Yeah. So that's if you're, if I'm looking at that, I'm looking yeah. at okay. One and two, really – I mean, one, one of the greatest sports movies of all time. Two, really, really good movie. Mm-hmm. Three, eh, right? I haven't watched it from what I hear. It's, uh, it's four, good, but it's it's lesser than, for yeah, sure. Right? So you have four that's pr- like still like another great you know film. I hear five is not great. Five is um, – I've never watched – fast, fast forward to the end. Yeah. I've never watched Rocky Balboa, but I heard that that's good. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get Creed. That's a nine out of ten for me. Then you get, the, even though there's a drop off in the se- in the second Creed film, I gave that an eight out of ten, and I gave this one a nine out of ten. So I'm like, if I'm talking about the dearth of just like the quality of all those films, if you look at like Nightmare on Elm Street, okay, you got one, three, and four. Now that, you got like, new, new night, new nightmare, but that's a different movie. New nightmare, yeah, you know, but it, it kind of operates in this interest, in, in interest space. And I'll, I'll give Freddy versus Jason too. Like I'll give that a part of that, right? <laughs> um, but Halloween, it's like half of those aren't great, you know. So yeah, if I think right. of all these franchises, yeah. <laughs> if you think about with the nine films of the Star Wars films, <sighs> it's hard to dispute that. I mean, you're not wrong. It's, it's very, it's up there. There's a case to be made for sure. I would say, even though it's not a franchise I care about, James Bond. Yeah, is, is I think they consistent. have more hits than misses. That's pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah, especially but, the last uh, run. But yeah, I think yeah. you know, really, there's only one truly bad movie in this franchise. That's yeah. yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. But uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this one. Let's uh, go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket. And uh, Colby, where can they find you? Yeah, you can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Colby Told Me. That's K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-L-D-Me on Twitter and IG. And when I'm in the mood to write, you can check out our website at mreportpod.com for my podcast, Minorities Report. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Braddock defeats Bayer. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.